Welcome back to the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Shelton, with my lovely co-host. Aisha Shelton. And this week, we are talking about something near and dear to our hearts. So everybody likes to talk about generational wealth. But what are we going to talk about this week, Aisha? Generational responsibilities. Responsibilities. My kids don't eat them. Mama won't sleep. Nobody knows that song. <laughs> Somebody out there knows that song. Ghetto Twins, anybody? The ghetto Twins. Um, but no. So the buzzword is generational wealth, generational wealth, generational it is. wealth. Everybody out here trying to make generational wealth. Um, but let's talk about these generational responsibilities. Yeah. So Kevin and I have deemed our deemed ourselves to be kind of like the responsible party. I don't know if we deemed ourselves that way or if circumstances just created I mean, that. Okay, I feel like in every family, and I know y'all gonna be able to relate to us on this. Every family has that person who is going to be the executor, more or less, mm -hmm. of their parents. Of the family. Of, of, of <laughs> the, the family, of but the definitely family. like of our parents, right? And mm -hmm. so... You got that responsible cousin, that responsible sibling. Right, right. So That's us. when Kevin and I got together, I was very clear like, hey, I'm that kid. I'm the kid that is going to be taking care of my aging parents. Now, we got married when Kevin was still in his late 20s. And I was in my early 30s. So I knew then that I'm the one who's made the most responsible life decisions that will probably be responsible for my parents. And like most of the people that are friends and families, they say like, oh, I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've ever had my head in the sand about that. No, you were very clear. I definitely had my head in the sand and you popped my head right about Yeah, that. like I feel like most people do. And we're at the age now, okay, y'all all know I recently turned 40. If you don't, 40 Club. And check me out on my IG where we went to Croatia to celebrate turning 40 this year. Me and a whole bunch of other people who turned 40. Um, anyway, um, I think that we're so busy, like, running businesses. And for us and, the, you know, the people mm -hmm. we spend time with, we're so busy running businesses and raising our children that we forget that our parents are aging. And at some point, we all get to a point, if we're blessed enough, that we'll need help. And they will need help soon. So, you know, it's it's funny because we're the we're technically the generation after the generation of the boomers. Right. Like. I forget what our generation, we're, we're millennials, but I forget what the generation, our parents' generation is called. Um, but essentially, maybe they're Gen Xers. Maybe not. I don't know. No. I'd have to look it up. Either way. I'm so you go have, ahead. okay, you have this boomer generation. And then we saw our parents take care of their parents. So, you know, me, ma, papa, grandma, you know, granny, granddad. We saw those those folks now, if your grandparents, if you're Gen lucky X. enough for your Gen X. OK, so if you're lucky enough for your grandparents to still be alive, you've seen them and they're in their, you know, 80s to 90s. Mm -hmm. Right. And our parents are now in their 60s, 70s, mm -hmm. and some are even, you know, touching their 80s. So we're in this crux, the sandwich. I like how you put it earlier, the sandwich mm -hmm. where we're right at the cusp of kind of the meat of our lives, the middle, you know, ground of our lives where middle we, age. Yep. Yeah, we still have <laughs> children that are in our house, you know, whether they're from 
two to 10 to 15 or whatever. And we have these now aging out parents that are slightly older and not able to do as much, you know, for themselves. We got to kind of figure this piece out. And nobody ever told us about this. Nobody ever really like talked about it. And I don't think while we saw our parents navigate it, it wasn't a very clear conversation of like, hey, here's the things we put in place for our parents. Because I I know in my family, we didn't really see that. I don't think anybody put any. I, th- I don't think very many of our parents put things in place for their parents. You see what I'm saying? Like there was nothing in place. I think like most people, it just it just catches up to you. Right. It just kind of you like, oh, dang. I got parents that need to be, we got to make decisions for these parents, you know? Um, but we have always been planners, right? Y'all mm-hmm. y'all know we have the marriage and real estate uh, planner that's on the marriage and real estate website. Like we've always been the the group. The oh, family. I got a bomb idea, new idea for a planner, generational planner, Ooh. generational wealth planner. Ooh, okay. Oh, all right. I'm hitting y'all with that fire. So uh, looking forward to it. So, I think for most people, you just look up and you have parents that are very needy or need need something. Um, And I think that plagues our community more than any other community because we also realize that our parents didn't do a good job at planning for what their life looked like after they worked. Right. Yeah, and I think that's generational. I, I, I do think that's generational. I think that, you know, we work, 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 but we never think about what life looks like mm-hmm. when we're not working. And our parents didn't quite do that as well, too. And so we made a plan for it. No. And let's so let me be clear. This is separate from retirement. Mm-hmm. This is separate from where they live. This is about the livelihood mentally, emotionally, physically of your parents. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Um, You know, if you have parents that have um, mental or physical declines, if you have parents that need care, you know, when we first got together, both our parents, your mother, my father were going through cancer Mm -hmm. at the time. This is kind of that age. Right. So, you know, this is the time where our kids ain't even going to college yet. And we got to figure out how to have multi-generational housing, how to make sure that we have, you know, nursing care. My sister is taking care of her grandfather right now. And that's a full-time job. She has to have 24-hour care for her grandfather. That's not something that was in her budget, right? That's not something to plan for. But so a lot of people, I went to breakfast this morning with a family friend and we were talking about, I was saying how I told you about I'm that person in my family. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, what would you do? And that's what we are deciding now, like what that looks like. And right now, all of our parents are able-bodied people. They all bring in their own income, their own money. They take care of their (laughs) own households. To a degree. For the most part, okay. They take care of their own households, but there will be a point where we will have to step in yep. to assist with that, right? And we're aware of that today. Now, those things are probably 12, 15, 20 years down Maybe. the road if we're lucky. Um, but some people that are in our generation right now are facing those things right now. And my goal is for us to be ready for it. So what I wanted to share with everybody out there is what our plans are not so you can mimic our plans but so that you can consider what you should do as well and i want to give you a shout out for having that forward thinking because like i said my head 
was very much in the sand. And you said that almost from day one, right? Like you were like, hey, I got these aging parents and I need to make a financial plan. And they weren't even that old. I mean, they weren't. They were in their 50s. But <laughs> like, I knew that I oh, was. Oh, no, I guess I guess 60s, 60s at the time. It was 10 years ago. Yeah, so late 50s, late 50s. Because your dad is how old? Late 50s. He was born in 54. So okay, so all of our parents were born literally within the same. No, my dad's 52. My mom's 54. I mean, but they were born in the same like three-year sure. stretch of time yes. In, yes. The, in the early 50s. And we are fortunate that our parents are still reasonably healthy, too. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody has that story, but I implore you all to start making plans, especially if you're that one. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are that one, like, if you are, you have a real estate portfolio or you're looking at having a real estate portfolio, whatever you're doing in real estate and you're tuning into this podcast, you're probably that person in your family that is forward thinking, abled financially and all of that to take care of your parents when that time comes. No, for sure. So you want to discuss our plans, what we have planned for our family and our parents. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you said, right? Yeah. No, okay. no, no. And, I, and here's the thing. It's not this blanket plan. It's a plan that's per parent. Every evolving per parent. <laughs> it's, a, it's a plan that's ever evolving, but it's <laughs> a plan it's per, parent, per parent, right? Parent. Like you got to look at your parents' What they going to do. And what's going to work for you. So we are not going to name parents. And parents, if you ever listen to this episode, you might identify with one of these people and know who you are. But nobody else does. So don't worry well, about we're that. Well, we not part. naming parents. Okay, fine. Yeah, of course we're not. Okay. For right. the sake of this... privacy and anonymity, oh, okay. we're going to not name parents. We only got four between us. We do not that four. many people. Why was my mind thinking three, though? I ain't going to even lie. We have four parents between oh, who, us. Who dead? <laughs> <laughs> you just killed off one of our parents. <laughs> we but we left the one. names off for anonymity. <laughs> see? Now we don't have that problem. So, okay, let's see here. Without And let's keep it more confusing. We're just going to name parent A. <laughs> how, do, how do you do this? Because you only have parent A and B. <laughs> You get it's not fifteen parents that you get. It is. All right, I let's know. We talk. We should have had this before. This let's talk before. in general about our plan. So I'll I'll start. Okay. All right. So one of the biggest things that we wanted to make sure um, was living and housing. Right. Yep. Um, so one of the biggest decisions that we made very early on was to have multi-generational house. Mm-hmm. Now, originally that started off with all the parents. We were trying to have like a Willy Wonka type situation. We were <laughs> like, we're going to put all the grandparents in a room. We're going to get one nurse. We're going to keep it basic. <laughs> they going to be that roommates. Didn't work out. They'll live in one house. Look, we'll get them one house. They'll be roommates. We'll They'll pay be one staff one person. room in four <laughs> beds like Willy Wonka. That's how his grandparents were. No, okay. But however, while you're playing, that's the whole business model. We we have a friend. Yeah, it's called, it's called assisted a, living. Assisted, yeah. Okay. Okay. That is not a bad. That's still not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. There okay. Is my, we have a friend who owns several assisted living assisted living facilities in the city, and besides the that's fact that she do. make bank, and not that I'm thinking this way, but my brain is very business like. Mm-hmm. You get their social security too, so you already it's like a business. When you're taking care of your parents. All right, there were Daddy Warbucks. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm saying it's not a bad idea still. Anyway, so it started off there. And what we fast realized was, um, you know, these are people and these people have their own agendas for their lives. So while you might make plans and you might have every intention on the best 
that you think is for them, mm-hmm. they are ultimately in charge of their own lives while they are in charge of their own lives. Right. So, um, and I, I should have put an extra pause in that. They are in charge of their own lives while they're in charge of their own lives, meaning they'll make their own decisions while they have the ability to. Mm-hmm. Right. So for a lot, a lot of families, sometimes we wait until it's too late to make these decisions. Mm-hmm. We wait until somebody can't make decisions on their own. And what we implore everybody to do is to at least have an outline of what you wanted to do and put the things in place to make that easier, whether that's power of attorneys, being the executive of those estates, which we're both the executives of um, our parents' estates, respectively. So, mm. you know, formally, I don't know. N- not on your mama's side, but on your daddy's side. Formally? Uh-huh. Did you sign some paperwork that I don't know about? No, he put everything. He showed me the paperwork. Okay, that's true. Yeah, yeah, And I know I am on mine. So. Of the estate that's there. I mean, there's still something. I I think that, so like, I know from having these conversations too. The other mm-hmm. thing that's hard to do is have conversations with your parents about, hey, you know. Death and mental. One day. Everybody's gonna die, not just y'all. I mean, like we're gonna Everybody, die we're when gonna die. everybody in all that walks this earth is gonna die unless science does some different stuff. Okay, but and right even now, if science does, you're still gonna be dead. They just may bring you back <laughs> or may reanimate your body. I don't know how it works, but what I'm saying is, at some point, we're all gonna die. It's so much easier to have these conversations before, mm-hmm. like, you're in those situations, right? Um, And so I feel like we've done a pretty decent job at having these conversations with our parents about like, hey, what do you want your plan to be so we can make sure that that is enacted? But you know what else? Okay, this is a whole nother topic and we can go back. You're about to business-minded, go ahead. I'm not going to business-minded. What I'm going to say is that, I forgot. Oh, okay. So let me tell a quick story about a a good friend of mine, a very close friend of mine. So he was telling me about his parents in another country. He's from another country. And his father was once an educator, you know, retired with own property, no will, no power of attorney, no acting rights, like all those things. Well, he had a conversation with his father about putting things in place well before, you know, anything happened that didn't happen. So now, fast forward, you know, five, six years, the father's mentally incapacitated. He's, you know, in a vegetative state and has to have round-the-clock care. And he has all these assets, but essentially they're kind of, they're in the hands of various family members, but nobody can corral all this stuff together because nobody has the power of attorney. Nobody has the power to do uh, it. And he, had, he doesn't have a will, so it creates this mess, right? So what you ultimately want to do is prevent the mess from happening mm-hmm. uh, because it's easier, like you said, to handle those things while people are alive and well and kicking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we think about death and disability insurance. You know, it's the same thing with the will or a trust or all these things. And let me, I want to, Add a point just for the internet. You have to have assets <laughs> for a trust. Going. <laughs> Don't create a trust with nothing. You want to have stuff to be able to put in the trust, and you want to make sure that if you put something in the trust, it's something that should be in a trust, not like I got this car note, I'm gonna put this car in the trust. That's not very useful. That's a good guest. We should bring an attorney on to talk about Oh, I think Kyra does that, of course. We could we could bring a guest on to talk about Will estate planning. Estate yeah. planning. Yeah. So that would be really good. We so can. I remembered when I lost my thought. I remember what it was. Okay. 
let's be clear. And this is a if I'm if I'm supposed to be looking at one of these cameras, I don't know which one I'm supposed to look at, but I'm just look at this one. Okay. Make your retirement plan be your retirement plan just off of what you make for yourself. Let me tell you where I'm going with this. So Kevin and I have decided we're we're planning for our retirement, right? We have what look to be inheritances from yeah. our parents. However, we're not banking on those inheritance, those homes, those assets in order for us to retire and or grow our family. Yes. Right. So if it all goes to SHIT mm -hmm. or it's all tied up because me and my siblings can't figure out what to do with it, we can't agree and all that other kind of stuff, we will let it go before we, we fight with our family it's not worth about it. assets, right? The only reason why you would need to fight for assets is if you don't have anything. Yep. And you have to wrap your mind around the fact that, hey, y'all know y'all families. Everybody know their family. You know how complicated your family is. So build your wealth and retirement plan off of what you do and what you guys make as a family. And then if you get money from your parents or whatever, that's a blessing. But if you don't get it, you're not devastated or set back because y'all's inheritance is tied up in all the stuff that didn't get put together. When And you don't have to make decisions with that money in mind, right? Like you don't got to sell your mama house so you can pay your car note. But and even if you have to say if y'all decide to sell mama house, like I'm not fighting with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not my life isn't going to stop because I'm waiting on this thirty thousand dollars to come out of the sale of this house. Don't build your life around that. Build your you're a married couple. If yep. you're listening to this. Right. Start making your plan now for what your retirement looks like and anything that comes on top of that. Because remember, death is also a a benefit to wealth building. Yep. Right. Insurance policies is one of the ways that. Plenty of other people build wealth for yep. their families. That's real generational wealth. Somebody dying, you inherit half a million that's dollars. That's the generational part. That's the generational part. However, and if you have that, that's amazing. But if you don't, build it for yourself. Oh, I got another side note. Hold on, hold on. This, this got. We got to clip this up. Before yeah, you say, somebody better clip my stuff. This was no, good. that was a good clip. Before somebody says generational wealth, you at least got to have a term life insurance policy. Right. At least because here's the thing. Until you at least put life insurance in place, you're not building generational wealth. Leave something for the next generation through your life insurance. That is that is the fastest, easiest way. Because these properties, even if you have a whole portfolio. Of but what you spend at Propados. How many people, how many families lose portfolios? How many y'all grandmas and yep. grandpas had six properties and now y'all ain't got nothing? Yep. Talking about generational wealth, understand that could very well happen to you and your family. You build all of this for your kids and your kids decide to do something completely different yeah. or it gets lost in the shuffle. I mean, generational wealth is I left you this and insurance is definitely one of the keys to that. And insurance is paying it off or I have this insurance that feeds into the trust that can maintain this property. And it's. Policies that cost literally what you spend at the bar or Papados or whatever. So I feel like we started this episode with like generational wealth, 
let's talk about these generational responsibilities. Mm -hmm. um, but I think this is also such a really good opportunity for us to bring in some guests to really talk about generational. No, we can definitely do a part two of this. You know, I want to I want to say something on the point that you made about retirement planning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're millennials and I, I definitely want to speak to all my millennials out there. Ain't nobody come and be. The government ain't come in. We don't know what the status of Social Security will be by the time we're retirement age. So if you're betting that ding dong, you turn 65 and you get this mysterious check, I would say you need to have a better plan. But even if you are getting a check, it's not going to be enough to live the way you want to live. Exactly. So the reality of the situation is you need to have a plan outside of what you're expecting from your, you know, essentially Social Security if you are blessed enough to have some type of a pension or retirement plan from your job, you know, 401k or whatever, all those things are supplements to the things that you do from your investing standpoint and from the decisions that you're ultimately making today. I don't believe in traditional retirement. You know that. Um, so for me, I'm going to work till these wheels fall off and I'm not working till these wheels fall off because I have to. I enjoy what I do. So that's kind of my particular thing. But is there a point where I want to work less? Yes. Is there a point where I want to be able to say, all right, I might come into office, you know, two days a week. You know, the founder of one of the companies I used to work for, he came in office every day. He was in his 80s. But for him, it was just the enjoyment of it. He didn't do anything. He sit at his desk and talk to me at the time. But literally, he had that option. You just want to create options financially for yourself so that once you get in that golden era, that golden age, you have more choice. You can say, hey, I want to go, you know, chill with the grandkids or, hey, I want to go, you know, see the rest of the world that I never got to see. You want to be able to have that flexibility. So with that being said, I want to ask you, which one of these cameras am I supposed to look at? <laughs> that one. This one. OK, here we go. So with that being said, I want to ask you. Who's in your tribe? If you're anything like Kevin and I, we had to build our tribe. Our friends that we had existing, and not all of them, but most of the friends that we had, our family, they have never done what we've done. We are the first, and if we're not the first, we are the few in our family who have done what, we, what we've done. And I feel like people who listen to our podcast are of that ilk, right? Yep. So important to get around a tribe of people who have conversations like this. The reason why we started this podcast was because Kevin and I would have conversations like this just off of GP. And we're like, man, somebody else needs to hear this. Yep. Or And then when we started surrounding ourselves with people who just have conversations like this, how our lives grew and leveled up more. Like, we know stuff. But could you imagine being around people who know more than you or who are a little bit further than you, maybe two steps ahead of you, five steps ahead of you? Be like, hey, bro, when we were there, we did this. So you need to get around people who are doing the things that you do, who are doing the things that we do. And how can you do that? By coming to the marriage and real estate conference uh, yep good to build up by coming to the marriage and real estate conference come network build relationships with people from around the country who are having these are our everyday conversations this isn't an anomaly this isn't something that these are all the things that you're like man yeah that's the kind of conversations i want to have come chill with us at the marriage and real estate conference november 3rd through the 5th 2023 yeah. 
right here in Houston. If you are not from Houston, you need to come. Come eat all of this good food. We are known for really, really good food and having a good time. I met a chick in Greece and she had her bachelorette party. And I met her. She's from the States, but we met in Greece. She had a bachelorette party in Houston. Just for the food? For Because Houston is popping. All right. Boom. I tell you, I met a waiter today he was like yeah we were choosing between atlanta and houston we chose houston we had the joneses on here they were choosing between atlanta and houston oh. and they found themselves in houston watch out atlanta houston is popping so if you are not from here you need to come to the marriage and real estate conference november 35th let's chop it up with conversations like this and more couples like this no no that that's a great point and i think it I, you summed it up best so like and subscribe the podcast yep. i won't leave that out uh definitely marriagerealestateconference.com buy your ticket to the conference today tickets are already being sold they people are. buying yep. people coming be in the room these are definitely the rooms you need to be in so we out <laughs>